0: Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges. And here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Sasha Sterling is a master empowerment coach and host of the Exploring All That Is Sacred podcast. She's an ally for women on their awakening journey and supports them in creating an intentional and devotional life. Sasha is passionate about encouraging women to answer the call in their heart to share their spiritual gifts through hosting their own women's retreats in authentic and prosperous ways. And she is my personal coach. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel. And today we have the lovely Sasha Sterling. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Isabel. I'm so, so happy to be here with you in your community. I'm so happy to have you. I have a feeling some of those in the community will recognize you. Sasha has been a dear mentor of mine and a sister friend for five plus years, I think. And the amount of growth that I have had in your presence just it's such an honor to have you now on the podcast. So thank you for being here. And before we dive in, I would love for you to introduce yourself, let our listeners know a little bit about who you are, the work you do in the world. And then I would love to hear you answer this question. What does empowerment mean to you?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, first, thank you for that warm introduction. And it's been such an honor to be in your presence Mm -hmm. for these five plus years in all of the different roles. And I admire you so deeply. You're one of my favorite humans. You inspire me. And um, I'm so excited for this platform that you're doing and everything else that you create and share Mm -hmm. now and next. So thank you. So a little bit about me, my name is Sasha Sterling and I am a master empowerment coach. I've been on the path of, you know, women's empowerment my whole life and officially uh, for the last, oh my gosh, 12 plus years as a master empowerment coach. And so that's really where my heart is, is the empowerment of women and girls and I also am, um, have my own podcast called Exploring All That Is Sacred, where we explore consciousness and spirituality and growth and empowerment and sisterhood and all of the things. And then I'm also the co-founder of a new business called Be Sisterhood, where we're really exploring sacred belonging, safety in sisterhood. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Yay. Okay. So I want to just dive into the sacred belonging mm-hmm. and sisterhood. And what, have you always had a sense of sacred belonging and sisterhood? Is that just something that you kind of came in with or is that new or tell me a little bit about what belonging means to you?
1: Yes, absolutely. And just to answer the first question, I realized I didn't. Empowerment to Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. means knowing, having the conscious awareness that we are the creator of our lives, that we are, we the conscious awareness that we have the choice to be the creators of our own destiny. So that to me really is is, you know, this the how I define empowerment is just and also being the lead of our own lives, you know, not being the support role, like really mm-hmm. claiming that lead role of our own lives and our own destiny. So so I've been actually thinking about this question a lot. Isabel around mm-hmm. have I always experienced sacred belonging? I am On season two of the Kardashians, I'm binge watching Mm -hmm. on Mm blue. I never watched the first 20 years of keeping up with the Kardashians, but my mom is like obsessed with the Kardashians. And she said, you have to watch it. And it's been really inspiring. Actually, (laughs) I Mm -hmm. was really surprised. I'm like, wow, I'm so inspired by the, the, the loyalty of the women Mm -hmm. in the family. Mm -hmm. And it really had me reflecting that Mm -hmm. I've really had the gift and privilege of, my of really strong women relationships in my in my life, you know. Um, so, yes, I've always experienced that. I think it's one of the codes that I have in this lifetime mm-hmm. is really having experienced and continue to experience unconditional love for my mother and mm-hmm. the strength that that has given me. Yeah. And then also the relationship with my biological sister. And so it is one of the things I get feedback on when I host my own women's retreats as wow, I really there's no judgment there's no like women's mm-hmm. shadow stuff like it's a very clean high octave energetic around like the what is the potentiality of women supporting women yeah. and loving everything loving the shadow loving the light like all of you is welcome here all of you is loved here and no masks so yes i have um i have always had that and it's one of the things i tre- treasure more than anything because um You know, I, you know this, but like, I don't have that strength and that, you know, that um, I have more than a father wound. I know sometimes people have mother wound, father wound, both none. Um, So the
0: contrast Mm -hmm. has me appreciate it even more. Yeah. So for those listening who are thinking, oh my goodness, that must be so lovely to just not have the mother wound and not have the sister wound, what does that do it's kind of hard to see the water that you're swimming in, but I have this sense that you can, that you really respect when other women kind of have that wound. And how does that impact how you are in relationship with other women when you kind of see them, whether that's in competition or jealousy, how do you deal with that when you don't really have that kind of running in your own self?
1: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I experienced my first big betrayal by a woman last year, and it caught Mm -hmm. me so off guard. And um, so I've been able to practice this um, because she has really extreme mother wound. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I knew all of this about her. She shared this with me and, um, and then I experienced a big betrayal and I, I know that it was because of, in my presence and where our relationship was going in a business capacity in from my perspective was rubbing up against the edge of some serious trauma and it was too much and so i still dream about this woman i send light to this woman if she comes back into my life in a emotionally responsible way i'll uh, there's nowhere i won't go with a woman Mm there's nowhere I won't go. And so more and with actually people in general, there's nowhere mm-hmm. I won't go. Um, because I have just such curiosity from this lens of love. And, yeah. you know, so the curiosity and the love combined really is an interesting combo. For me more, of the lessons are around like self-respect, boundaries, choice, remembering my own empowerment and choice around Mm. who I want to engage just because I can do I and not taking on the burdens of others. I can't do healing for other people. Yeah. So yeah, that's one example. Another example, that's a a mutually beneficial example. I have a really dear friend who has mother wound and um, we've just we've brought so many gifts to each other. I got to be present and witness the birth of her son Mm -hmm. recently and be there in that capacity of like holding like that, like that mother energetic and love and, you know, the sister support and got to be with her postpartum. And so, um, yeah, just that, just the, we all have gifts to share and bring to each other. And um, I think when there's mutual vision and intention, It's amazing how much healing can
0: happen through relationship. Yes, yes. And for me, when when I hear you talk, there's this sense of um, availability and openness to a wound. So I don't see, I don't feel you pushing your wounds or other people's wounds away. I'm wondering if there's a relationship with your curiosity and your sense of belonging too. Mm Mm-hmm. And because for me, I know when I experience someone else's wound, there's a different energy if I am like judging the wound and pushing it away and wishing, you know, this person was more evolved than if I'm curious about their wound and like honoring of it and um, yeah, like open to their humanity
1: hmm Oh my gosh. Totally. Well, is it roomy, right? Like the, mm. the crack is where the light comes through, yes. the cracks where the light comes in. And so, um, yeah, it's, I have a real, I have a high sensitivity for how we relate to our own wounds and other people's wounds. I was raised in like a big Irish Catholic family. My dad was one of eight kids and for some reason, like at family events and things like he, I felt like he was like the black sheep, like, and people were like really critical of like things and felt bad for him. That was kind of energetic. And I was like, it just felt so wrong. Mm -hmm. It felt so dehumanizing and humiliating. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's just one example, but like, we all have wounds, we all have shadow. And so, um, it is. Yeah. I think capacity, the word you chose is really interesting, the capacity Mm -hmm. that we have. And, um, I'm, you know, I've done a tremendous amount of personal work, leadership, development, therapy thing, you know, to really be responsible around my projections and interpretations, because just as we can be like healing balm for other people, when we come from a certain place, we can also be, devastating right like Mm -hmm. i can be devastated i can be so me unconscious or me mean like could crush someone else and like that is empowerment too is knowing how powerful we are and that like how do we want to wield our power um so yeah i think it's an interesting word though that you said around capacity you know capacity and choice and um I'm thinking of a funny story. My boyfriend was over the other day and I, well, he dropped by unannounced and I was in a really bad mood specifically around like unresolved communication between him and I. Mm -hmm. And I like to think of it like, you know, a pressure cooker. Like I was at like the height of the pressure cooker moment and he came over and took the lid off without Mm -hmm. me knowing. And if I had known he would come over, I would have used all my tools to like show up responsibly and all of that. But that was not the case. He came over and it was like the lid got taken off and I like yep. <laughs> exploded. And um, we came face to face with our edges around like, how do we meet each other when we're in our stuff or, and his instinct was to run away. And I literally barred the doors. I stood in front of the doors. It's like, you're not allowed to run away right now. What on earth do you think you're doing? Like, And mm-hmm. it was so interesting just seeing like, he's done a lot of work on his own, you know, Attachments out, but like he, his avoidant attachment yeah. reared it, reared. And it was so powerful to just like insist, like, no, this, like, this is what I require in relationship. Like, you're going to sit here with me. You can be silent when you're ready to make eye contact. And then we like, we move through the whole arc of the journey. And then he needed a few days space and then we came back together. But it was like, I was so proud of myself. to be like in my shit and in my power at the same time. And so choosing who we're in relationship with, knowing who has capacity, who doesn't like that, knowing the discernment is so key for like, I'm just going to go on a ledge and assume the people you have here are deep feelers, deep, wide people. And like Mm -hmm. we, sometimes it's lonely. Like I just want someone to meet me in these places. So I think discernment around who's in our closest circle and who we go for, for what is
0: really, really big. You have been huge in teaching me that. Don't go to people to get something that they don't have to give. And that that is empowerment too. Go to the people who have it to give. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to note the celebration that you had around being able to stay empowered inside of your own stuff, you know, and that, you don't have to step out of your empowerment even when you hit your, your mess. You can like stay in it. And then honoring our own capacity. So yes, someone else's capacity may not be what we want it to be. And our capacity also fluctuates, right? Like during different seasons of our lives, we have more capacity than other seasons of our lives. And so to give ourselves grace in that aspect too.
1: Absolutely. 100%. I was just talking to a friend
0: about this is
1: like, what do we do when we don't want to or just don't have it to give to a friend, a child, a family member, like what, you know, what to do. And specifically, I think it's more socially acceptable if we have an excuse or don't, you know, maybe we're depleted there's like more justification around, Oh, why we can't give, but what about when we're full and do have it to give, but we still want to give it? Yes. Like, what do we do that? What do you do? (laughs) Like I'm doing research right now. What are you doing? What do you do in those positions?
0: Okay. I am. So thank you for asking this question. This is, I think this is, um, goes into the belonging too. Uh And it's like, and sisterhood, like when we are in relationship with others and we're in a state of depletion, and we, we feel like we still have to give, that to me is codependency. Because that means in order for me to feel like I belong, I need to continue to give to this relationship, even when I don't have anything to give. Whether that's my relationship with my children, or my partner, or my best friend, or a work colleague right that is codependency but when i know that my worth is innate i don't have that need to please other people and then so this is such an interesting question to flip that coin what if i am well resourced and there there are two sides of that right and i because i have the capacity to give but i don't I'll, i don't necessarily still have to give that capacity to everyone I still that choice is still there but sometimes when I'm at full capacity it's more difficult because I I can it is just overflowing and it feels so good to give but I'm learning as I mature and get older that I still have that choice like I still have sovereignty I don't have to give it all away to the first person who asks so I'm curious what you what is your research coming up with around
1: this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, thank you for that. It's really well. It's really fascinating. I think my 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 focus right now is, and it has been forever, but like the current focus is with b Sisterhood is our vision is mm-hmm. a world in which every woman has a sustainable life creates a sustainable life so we can create a sustainable world. So instead of relating and communing around Mm -hmm. our problems, we're actually elevating to like what, you know, really empowered empowerment and sustainability and abundance. And, and so this choice then around like, yeah, like normalizing that we're all good we're all happy we're all fulfilled we're full mm. instead of relating around i think about this too i know you and i have talked about this around the history of women yep. and resources a lot of barter culture a lot of trade and you know trying to optimize a, a bad suppressed situation yeah. so what does it look like to like flip that and like how do we optimize abundance yes. and so i think it goes back to what you said around going no going going to the right person at the right time for the right thing yeah, and not shaming or judging or, you know, shaming or judging others if they're not available, but also not shaming and judging self. I know it's been hard for me when I go to someone who I thought would be available for me, who doesn't have bandwidth, doesn't have time is short. You know, it could, for me, I tend towards self judgment instead of getting mad at them, but I know mm. people do different things. And so like mm-hmm. how to just have this acceptance of, you know, and the flow. So I'm, it's still a, a in, 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 <laughs> in research topic. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for those listening, if you are in a process and you have something that you're like, like a life lesson, sometimes I feel like life is just like I am in class right now. I like present. I would love for you to presence that too. Um, and like, bring it into this conversation as well. Like what is, what is alive for you right now? What's alive for me is cultivating village Mm -hmm. and really filling my life with this sense of village, which includes sisterhood. But for me, it also includes um, other types of support like services, um, you know, getting the right doctor on board, having body work done, certain types of self-care, really leaning on my chosen sisters um, and and like creating it so that, again, it is sustainably holding me up and and imbuing my life with this sense of like, this is really good. This is really wonderful. Things are good and things can be sustainably good. So I'm wondering, because I get this also sense that you have that, right now in your life, this sense of village. So please correct me if that isn't accurate, but tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you. Yeah.
1: Oh, I just love it. And I love the word village so much. And then I wrote this down, life lessons, classes in session. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that so much. So yes, definitely, definitely, community. Like what came, what came first when you asked that was family, you know, my, my concept and relationship with family. Yes, I never thought I would get divorced. I'm on the other side of conscious uncoupling and divorce. Um, I'm so in love with Mm -hmm. my, my spiritual partner and he has two grown sons and my girls are now both teenager and preteen. And, I'm living at my mother's right now. We have a multi-generational home and just so much is around, um, so much for me has been letting go of what the control, the the version of my dream that I was controlling and micromanaging to an exhaling Mm -hmm. into the, the version that actually wants to happen. And it's been so humbling and so awe inspiring and Mm -hmm. so much better than I could have imagined. I just got a text from Shane, my ex-husband, who sometimes I call lifey. We went from, Mm -hmm. he says, we went, you went from wifey to Mm lifey and um, you know, like just being able to like celebrate the, celebrate what is good. Like it's so an extension of what you, what you reflected back. Like, just letting people be who they are and and honoring myself enough to say this works for me and this doesn't work for me. And just being okay with that, like not living inside. I had so much constructed belief that I had to live my life a certain way that family had to be this and look this way. And so for me, it's very much around family and, and I, and I, Definitely add chosen family in there, you yeah. know, like when, so that's the village piece, biological family, chosen family, and, um, and yeah, just the grace. There's so much grace in, um, in mm-hmm. what I'm experiencing right now. And a lot of words that I can't formulate, but like the mm-hmm. feeling, right? The essence, like what it's giving, like, like nourishment from the roots up. And then what that stability is providing me is Mm -hmm. the courage. And so much is coming from my close sister relationships being like, no part of me is, is off limits. Every part of me is welcome. Like the, I said something on, I meet with a group of women twice a week, the same group of women twice a week. I said something that was so shadowy. Mm -hmm. It was like the most, the deepest, darkest, part of an aspect of myself that I was like, really, and I can't believe what I said. And they just like leaned in and like, one of them said, I love this part of you. Yeah. And and just to have that, like, wow, it's strengthening to then go, yeah, like claiming the next big dreams and and my leadership and you know what I'm here to do in the world. So yeah, it's really, um, yeah, that's what's alive for me right now.
0: Oh, my goodness. Sisterhood is medicine. It's such medicine. And sometimes it can be bitter. And sometimes it can be sweet, but it's so it can be extremely healing. And I know that feeling of having people lean in versus saying something and having people lean out. And I just want to say like, that is not sisterhood. And it can be confusing too. Even the word "sisterhood," I personally find it confusing because I didn't grow up with a sister relationship that felt really yummy and um, healthy. Which is part of my um, the gifts that I share now, because you know we we share from our own wounds, right? And and so to, to feel that as a grown woman to have someone lean in when when I've said something shadowy, it's like, oh, feels so good. So I'm oh. curious for, for those listening who don't have that, who are like, I want that feeling. I want to feel that nourishment from the roots up. Yeah. How can we begin to cultivate the sense of mm-hmm. sisterhood and village when we're kind of starting with like nothing, like from the ground up? Yeah. Hmm. Well,
1: I'd say starting with really self honest, self inquiry around who are, who am I? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, and it really, because um, we're not going to be for everyone. I'm in a very interesting lesson around sisterhood right now, where mm-hmm. I really felt like I brought my best and like and there's and I've really had to come to terms that I am an antagonist in this woman's life who I love deeply mm-hmm. and that's been a really hard pill to swallow yeah. like and it's been years of us like and just the miss, the misinterpretations the miscommunications mm-hmm. and, and I still respond to the timing mean, and I and and it's interesting cuz it's required me to like really do a lot of inquiry around what my boundaries are around. Do I apologize? Do I not apologize? Do I keep responding? Do I not keep responding? Do I like, it's just been such an interesting piece. And when I go back to the beginning of our relationship, like I've played this over and over and over. And so that's my biggest lesson right now in sisterhood is being okay with being the antagonist in someone else's story. And the releasing of control of needing to be the ally for everyone. And just like because with best of intentions, I am bitter medicine for this person at this step and maybe forever. And so why I say starting with self inquiry is so that so that there's discernment around knowing that it's never going to be perfect. But as, as someone goes out into the world and is listening to your podcast and like tuning in, like who are my people that there's a, there's a real anchor point in understanding who am I, what do I want? What would be my, you know? And so that there's that attraction point that is as accurate as possible um, because there's so many tribes and so many circles yes. and so many women. And so it's like, you know, having the courage to not present a mask, but really get to the essence of like, this is who I am and being open. And this is what I want and being open to that. Um, I guess the dating process of sisterhood, Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And what I hear you saying without actually saying it is that there is an inner sister. That's my word, you know, um, that where you could like start with cultivating that relationship with your inner sister and have that be really um again rooted in shared values which is easier to have when it's yourself right but to really kind of cultivate this relationship with yourself and the and self love and self compassion and self worth so that before you go out to the world looking for it it's really like gr- planting the seed of all of those Things, friendship, belonging, support from the inside out, right? Because even if we're getting something, if the receptor site for that thing isn't open inside of us, it cannot fully connect, right?
1: oh my gosh, are you writing a book about inner sister? (laughs) I hope so. I'll buy it. This is like huge.
0: This is a big movement. Whoa. (laughs) This is the movement for me. This is my stand. This is my stand for empowerment is that it really has to come from the inside. It has to. And Sasha, knowing you and, and being in your presence has really opened up these receptor sites for me. Um, you're one of the people that has really helped me crack open and let let in the light, you know, because, man, you have walked me through some challenging times. and And knowing you has given me that permission to have the crack be there and not have to you know cover up the crack and make myself look all you know perfect or look empowered but if empowerment happens from the inside then the cracks are allowed to be there and the pain is allowed to have its way inside of me and if it and if i stuff the pain down then the beauty doesn't actually get to grow Right. And so the the pain and the suffering and the hurt actually goes into the manure, which actually helps me cultivate what I desire. So I'm not going to clean away the dirty stuff. It gets to like actually be there for the for the good stuff too, you know?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm crying right now. Like seriously crying. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Wow
0: so this is what this is what sisterhood can be dear listeners yeah okay so we are tapering to the end of our time together Sasha is there anything else that you want to share before we close
1: I'm feeling very complete Mm -hmm.
0: thank you Isabel
1: thank you for this conversation Mm
0: -hmm. thank you listener yeah thank you Okay, so I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests, which is what is a next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take after um, they listen? Yes. Okay. So <laughs>
1: this is my go-to. I encourage you to, after you listen to this, is to go to your mirror, wherever you are, go to a mirror and make eye contact with yourself and take three deep intentional breaths and just keep eye contact with yourself and really commune with your, um, with whatever's there, with whatever's alive for you. And then I always love to close it with kissing myself in the mirror. So that's optional, but eye contact Mm -hmm. and breathing and then, and then kiss yourself. Um, It's a, it was the number one practice that I, that supported me in my empowerment. And I do it every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And it is the practice that had me not know who I am and be disconnected and lost from, you know, really in an identity crisis after having, you know, my babe, my babies. And, and then just that one anchoring daily practice. um, I really do think it's like, it was the secret to really being able to get to know myself. And so I encourage you to try it and weave
0: it into your daily practice. If it feels good. Hmm. I for one will take the invitation. Thanks so much. (laughs) Okay. Bye for now, friends. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, I encourage you to rate and review. This allows more women like you to learn about the show. Also, just so you know, the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood is diving deep into the topic of cultivating village. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can learn more at isabelbridges.com. See you there.